This is the 107th session of 100 um, Portfolio Management, and here we're going to pick up where we left off on global portfolios by uh, talking about a diffusion uh, indices, right? So uh, what are diffusion indices? Well, uh, these uh, indicate how uh, pervasive a given movement is uh, in a, a series, right? So uh, diffusion index values are measured uh, by computing uh, the percentage of reporting units in a series that indicate a given result. Uh, IBRP analysts uh, also tend to calculate the prevailing trend uh, for diffusion uh, indices as well. Uh, in most instances, uh, the diffusion index uh, almost always uh, reaches a peak or trough uh, before the peak or trough in the corresponding uh, aggregate series. Uh, the result is that the diffusion index can be used to predict the behavior uh, uh, of uh, an actual index itself, right? Uh, attention should be paid uh, to the rate of change, uh, the direction of the change, and comparisons between current figures and historical data uh, for the same metric, right? Uh, there are two primary limitations uh, to these cyclical indicators, though. First, uh, past patterns can suggest that current indicator values sig signal a contraction even if the indicator series turns up again subsequently and nullifies uh, previous signals, right? A similar pattern, uh, I'm sorry, a similar problem occurs uh, when the indicators uh, show hesitancy uh, that is difficult to interpret. The second limit involves a data currency and revisions. Uh, while the second limitation has been mitigated due to technological advances, uh, the first uh, limitation is still very much uh, a thorn in the side of IBMP analysts, right? So the Center for International Business Conditions Research uh, has developed a second uh, leading indicator series. Uh, this series uh, includes uh, Dow Jones uh, bond prices, the ratio of price to unit labor costs in manufacturing, uh, the M2 money supply, and uh, new housing building permits. Uh, the purpose of the Center for International Business Conditions uh, Research uh, research uh, leading employment index, uh, by way of contrast, is to uh, forecast uh, future changes in U.S. employment. Uh, this index includes uh, the average uh, work week in manufacturing, overtime hours in manufacturing, uh, the inverted percentage layoff rate, voluntary and involuntary part-time employment, uh, the inverted percentage uh, short duration uh, unemployment rate, and the number of initials, initial claims uh, for uh, social safety net insurance. Uh, finally, uh, the Center for International uh, Business Condition Research Leading Inflation Index is intended as a tool to forecast inflation in the United States. It relies on five variables, uh, the percentage of the employed uh, working age population, uh, the growth rate of total debt, uh, the growth rate of industrial uh, material prices, the growth rate of an index of import prices, and the percentage of business persons anticipating an increase uh, in uh, their selling prices. Uh, IBRP analysts must also pay attention to U.S. monetary policy, of course, uh, when making predictions uh, on uh, an instrument's value. Um, in their well-known study of the history of uh, American monetary policy, Milton Friedman and Anna Schwartz demonstrated that declines in the growth rate of the money supply that preceded business contractions by an average of 20 months. Uh, while increases in the growth rate of the money supply have preceded economic expansion by eight months. Uh, Friedman explained this phenomenon by relying on the fact that the Federal Reserve engages uh, in open market operations. Uh, what is this? This is, of course, buying or selling Treasury bonds to adjust bank reserves and eventually uh, the money supply, right? So because uh, the Federal Reserve deals in government bonds, uh, oh, I'm sorry, so the Federal Reserve engages in open market operations uh, that, effectually, um, affect, that eventually affect the money supply, right? That, that's what I meant with that, uh, the preceding uh, 
uh, little tidbit there. So because uh, the Federal Reserve deals in government bonds, uh, the initial uh, liquidity impact uh, when the Federal Reserve uh, buys bonds affects uh, the government bond market and creates ex excess liquidity uh, for those uh, who sold bonds uh, to the Federal Reserve. The result uh, is an increase in bond prices uh, and lower interest rates. Uh, rising or falling government bonds then filter down to corporate bonds affecting common stocks and then uh, the real goods market, right? In contrast uh, to a specific monetary series uh, or an individual uh, price series, uh, Goldman Sachs has also created a, comp a composite financial condition series. So the Goldman Sachs Financial Composite Index is a combination of four variables uh, that are expected to reflect uh, the monetary policy environment. Uh, the four variables are the three, the real, I'm sorry, the real three-month uh, London interbank offering rate. Uh, the real uh, A-rated uh, corporate bond yield, uh, the real Goldman Sachs uh, trade-weighted dollar index, and uh, the equity market capitalization ratio, right? Uh, and before delving into stock market analysis, I guess I'll just cut it off here because uh, there is more math to cut, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just stop it right there. And that concludes uh, this 107th episode of 100 on Portfolio Management. Not, of course, ruling out the possibility of yet more bonus episodes.